Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. Today is August 26, 2022, and our first story. The DOJ has released the FBI Trump affidavit, and the thing is almost entirely redacted. However, it adds more evidence that there may be some very serious FBI corruption going on, as many are suggesting the documents seized by the FBI were pertaining to the Russiagate collusion investigation, and that the public should have access to those documents. In our next story, also very bad for the FBI. Mark Zuckerberg says that after a general request from the FBI, they censored the Hunter Biden laptop story. And in our last story, it appears Gavin McInnes was arrested live during his show, potentially by the FBI. We don't know for sure. It could just be rumors or a prank. So we'll have to wait and see. If you like the show, please give us a good review. Leave us five stars and share the show with your friends. Now, let's get into that first story. The DOJ has finally released the affidavit used to justify and secure a search warrant of Donald Trump's home. Within this affidavit, there is startling revelations, damning new information. I'm going to jump right in and show you, for instance, this document you can see on your screen, which reads information in the affidavit could be used to identify many, if not all of these witnesses. For example, redacted. That's it. It's all just redacted page after page after page of nothing but just blacked out lines. Great. So we learned a whole lot of nothing. But in it, actually, we did learn something kind of interesting. What Trump apparently had was not nuclear documents like the left keeps screaming about, nor does it appear to be Russiagate information to expose the deep state. Maybe. Maybe one of one of these things. I don't know. Maybe the FBI is lying. It says like newspaper clippings, magazines, personal memos, and a spattering of intermingled classified documents. Really? Oh, man, here it is. It sounds more like Donald Trump had a box of garbage. No joke. It sounds like Donald Trump, when he was moving out of the White House, somebody grabbed a bunch of boxes and threw a bunch of papers in boxes without going through anything brought him to Mar-a-Lago. And then over the past year or so, they've been talking to Trump like, hey, we want we want to know what documents you have. And Trump was like, yeah, yeah, come on down. See, I don't know, whatever. And they went down there like, I think there's some classified stuff in here. And Trump was like, "Okay, well, I don't know. And then they were like, you better lock that cabinet. And he's like, "Okay, I guess. And then I think the FBI is the one who actually provided the lock. Then they showed up later bashing the lock in, storming into the place and taking back a box of garbage. 
I'm not I'm not kidding. Some have speculated that it was just like random documents Trump may have been keeping to like write a memoir or something. This makes me think the whole thing is political. Seriously, the whole thing uh, I think is political. They're doing this right before the midterm. I've talked quite a bit about, you know, uh, the FBI refusing to investigate the Hunter Biden laptop, according to some whistleblowers, because they didn't want to interfere in an election. But here we are. They could have called up Trump. And it really does seem like even according to the affidavit, they could have been like, Mr. Trump, we'd like those boxes. And he would have been like, OK, you can have the boxes. Instead, we get this drawn out, weird, fake battle where ultimately they just search his home with a warrant and try and do it in secret. Yeah, classified documents. Let me just point out, according to PolitiFact, the president has broad declassification powers. He is the end all be all of declassification. However, they may try and claim, well, the things that are in there were not specifically explicitly declassified by the president because it was a box of garbage. Is that how they get them? Donald Trump accidentally grabs a bunch of papers and a bunch of boxes. And then a year or two years later, they're like, aha, you accidentally. Yep, that's what they do. So I was talking about last night with um, that guy, Adam Johnson. He's the, the podium guy from January 6th. It was a lectern. We all know. We all know. But they call him podium guy. And he was talking about how people went to prison for uh, uh, ghost drugs, where it's like you didn't actually do anything. You talked about doing something and now you're in prison because of it. No joke. That conspiracy to commit a crime. Is this how they're really going to try and stop Trump from running? They, the best they could muster up was that he had a, a, a spattering of old documents, papers, and other garbage. Seems like it. Now, the unit, according to Real Clear Investigations, that led the search was the same unit that uh, uh, ran the Russiagate investigation, which turned out to be fake. And it turned out that there was fabricated evidence used to justify spying on the Trump campaign. So forgive me if I don't believe this is legitimate. Let's read the story. But my friends, before we get started, normally I'd shout out TimCast.com, but we have something else to shout out. Hey, look, it's me, and I'm wearing the same clothes I always wear, and I'm singing a song. TimCast Records has officially released its first single, Only Ever Wanted. It is a song I wrote, produced by Carter Banks. In the description below is a link. Please click it and buy the song on Apple Music because we are trying to, admittedly, just dominate the cultural spaces that the institutions have dominated for a long time. The Daily Wire is doing it with movies. We're going to start producing lots of music. Go to TimCastRecords.com if you want to see the full display of wherever you can find it. But really, if you guys all went out and bought it on Apple Music, we would we, we, we would be charting. And, uh, you know, first of all, it would be a dream come true. Obviously, I've been playing music my whole life. But really what I want to do with everything over at TimCast.com is build culture. If you want to win a culture war, you have to build culture. That's why we're not launching just endless political shows. We have a political show. We talk politics here. We need your help to create a community and, an, and, and a parallel culture to go along with the parallel economy so that people who work in Hollywood, Daily Wire just hired uh, their new CMO from Disney. This is what we want to do. With your help as members at TimCast.com, we are going to do things like this now. For 69 cents, you can go to Apple Music, pick up the single, and if we sell enough, then we're going we're gonna to force them to discuss who we are, what it is we do, and why we are becoming a cultural presence. Already, they're forced to talk about the Daily Wire. Ben Shapiro walked around a podcast convention, and everybody lost their mind. Do you see this? Crazy. But it's because the Daily Wire is taking over. We are not uh, too far off, not nearly as big as they are. But we're going to start putting out a lot of music as fast as we can, the best that we can. Click the link in the description below. Seriously, would, would love your support. 
You can pick up the song again at 69 cents, or you can go to to, uh, TimCastRecords.com. Let's get back to the news and talk about why it's important to talk about. Trump had 184 classified documents, 67 confidential, 25 top secret, and files that could have compromised human intelligence at Mar-a-Lago. Redacted DOJ affidavit says, FBI raid was sparked by probable cause evidence of of obstruction would be found. I don't know if that's the case, that they ultimately found it. But um, hold on there a minute. Remember when the Washington Post came out and said Donald Trump had nuclear documents? And then the left had screaming that Donald Trump was going to be selling nuclear secrets to Russia? Yeah, that wasn't true, was it? Turns out the National Archives, they were like, hey, uh, Donald Trump has a bunch of boxes and there's stuff in there. And so the FBI was like, "Okay," And then they went to a judge and said, we want to get this stuff. The funny thing is Trump was cooperating. It really does sound to me like from what you can read in the affidavit that they could have just called Trump and said, we need those boxes now. And Trump would have been like, oh, you know, okay, fine, whatever. Instead, this was showier. I don't know, though. Maybe it'll backfire. Sometimes I think their real goal is to help Trump get elected because making him the victim and a martyr is improving his polling. The Daily Mail reports. The DOJ says in the document that 14 out of the 15 boxes retrieved earlier in the year had classified information. So hold on there a minute, my friends. Does that mean you just took a box from Trump that didn't have classified information? You just took his stuff? Well, they took his passports. They say with a newly unsealed breakdown revealing the amount of high level secret information that was kept in a basement storage room and other facilities of the president's club. The FBI also conducted the search fearing that the release of classified documents could compromise clandestine human sources. Based on my training and experience, I know that documents classified in these levels typically contain NDI, according to the signing agent's affidavit, using the acronym for National Defense Information. Several of the documents also contained what appears to be former POTUS's handwritten notes. The affidavit describes the classification markings that agents saw after a prolonged letter battle with Trump's lawyers to gain access to the 15 boxes of materials. Here's what's interesting. Some have actually predicted that this was the president's daily briefing. You know, the president gets you know, like, here's some information for you, Trump. And then he writes some memos. It's OK, puts them in a box when he's leaving. He's like, I'm going to take my notes with me. But those notes may actually contain confidential information. Here's a tweet from Richard Grinnell. This is way too much redaction. Revealing a source or method is the only reason to redact. This is done by redacting words, not paragraphs. Intel agencies have created a crisis of confidence. Greg Price tweeted. This is the government's memo explaining the reason they had to make redactions. The affidavit explaining why they raided a former president's home. As you can see, it explains so much. This is fascinating. Just tons of pages. These can here's here's, here's one page. It says these concerns are particularly compelling in this case, as explained in the affidavit. Redacted, 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 just the whole page. Then at the bottom, it says, in short, the government has well-founded concerns that steps may be taken to frustrate or otherwise interfere with this investigation if facts in the affidavit were prematurely disclosed. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online. 
up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. In short, there's a huge long thing. You didn't explain anything. The next document, it says, if witnesses' identities are exposed, they could be subjected to harms, including retaliation, intimidation, or harassment, and even threats to their physical safety, as the court has already noted. These concerns are not hypothetical in this case. Well, hold on there a minute. Could it actually be that this was, at least some of it, pertaining to Russiagate? Donald Trump announced that he had declassified Crossfire Hurricane. This was the investigation into Trump-Russia collusion that turned out to be false. Could it be that there were witnesses involved in that? Trump had their information and was going to say something. Could it be that the memos and other things included in this box weren't just garbage? Some are alleging just that. I don't know for sure, but some are alleging just that. In the probable cause statement of the affidavit, it reads, On February 9th, 2022, the special agent in charge of NARA's office of the inspector general sent the NARA referral via email, that's the National Archives, to the DOJ. The NARA referral stated that according to NARA's White House Liaison Division Director, a preliminary review of 15 boxes indicated they contained newspapers, magazines, printed news articles, photos, miscellaneous printouts, notes, presidential correspondence, and personal and post-presidential records, and a lot of classified records. Of most significant concern was that highly classified records were unfolded, intermixed with other records, and otherwise improperly identified. So it sounds like they said, you got to secure these. He said, okay, put a lock on it. On February 18th, the archivist of the U.S., chief administrator of NARA, stated in a letter to Congress's Committee on Oversight and Reform chairwoman, Carolyn B. Maloney, NARA had ongoing communications with the reps of the former president throughout 2021, which resulted in the transfer of 15 boxes to NARA in January of 2022. NARA has identified items marked as classified national security information within the boxes. The letter stated that because NARA identified classified information in the boxes, NARA staff has been in communication with the Department of Justice. So he gave them back? What is this? The letter was made publicly available at the following uniform resource (laughs) locator. Are you serious, guys? At the following uniform resource locator URL. Uh Uh-huh. That's what they do. On February 18th, the same day, the Save America Political Action Committee posted the following statement on behalf of POTUS. The National Archives did not find anything they were given upon request. President, presidential records in, in an ordinary and routine process to ensure the preservation of my legacy and in accordance with the Presidential Records Act. And then redacted, 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 redacted page. It's all redacted. According to CBS Miami article titled Moving Trucks Spotted at Mar-a-Lago, published Monday, January 18, 2021, at least two moving trucks were observed at the premises. Then redacted and redacted and oh, there's a big redacted, probably a photograph. Redacted, another page, another page redacted. Provision of the 15 boxes to NARA, more redacted. So are they saying that Trump gave them the boxes? They found confidential top secret stuff in it. So they raided Trump's house to try and find more. And now they're reporting that he had this because he gave them up. They say on or about May 6th, NARA made a request for the missing PRA records. And can you continue to make requests, requests until approximately late December 2021 when NARA was informed 12 boxes were found and ready for retrieval at the premise? Premises. Okay. Uh, bop, 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 bop. From May 16th, 18th, FBI, uh, 2022, 
FBI agents conducted a preliminary review of the 15 boxes provided to NARA and identified documents with classification markings in 14 of the 15 boxes. A preliminary triage of the documents with classification markings revealed the following approximate numbers. So this this we read already, the 184 documents. So, so Trump had already given them up. Okay. And there's handwritten notes. The rest is all redacted. And then in the second such letter, which is attached, uh, Trump's counsel asked the DOJ to consider a few principles, which include counsel's one's claim the president has absolute authority to play declassify documents. In this letter, counsel, counsel one requested, among other things, that the DOJ provide this letter to any judicial officer who is asked to rule on any motion pertaining to this investigation or on any application made in connection with any investigation request concerning the investigation. I am aware of an article published by Breitbart on May 5th, available at this URL, which states that Cash Patel, who is described as a former top FPOTUS administration official, characterized as misleading reports in other news organizations that NARA had found classified materials among records that POTUS provided to NARA from Mar-a-Lago. Patel alleged that such reports were misleading because POTUS had declassified the materials at issue. Redacted, redacted, redacted. So what? So did he? They say he can't? They say... On June 8th, 2022, DOJ counsel sent F POTUS counsel one a letter, which reiterated that the premises are not authorized to store classified information and requested the preservation of the storage room. Donald Trump can declassify whatever he wants. PolitiFact reported that. And it's just all redacted. So we don't know. What argument could they possibly have to claim the president does not have the right to declassify this stuff? Conclusion. Based on the foregoing facts and circumstances, I submit that probable cause exists to believe that evidence, contraband, fruits of crime, or other items illegally possessed in violation will be found at the premises. Further, I submit this affidavit supports probable cause for a warrant to search the premises described in attachment and seize items described in attachment B. Trump had already given up the documents that they used as evidence to raid his home. I'm sorry, my friends. It really does feel like we're headed towards a civil war. Or a revolution. You know, maybe maybe civil war is uh, too optimistic. But I always want to stress, none of this would be necessary if we were losing. If they were winning, they would not need to raid Trump's home. They need simply sit back and say, we won. But they're panicked and they're desperate. And this is insane. If Trump had already given the boxes up, then what were they raiding? They, a fishing expedition, quite literally. Is that what it's saying? Look, I may be missing something. I'm not going to pretend to be a legal expert. And it is redacted. But it sounds like what they're saying is that in January, Trump gave up the boxes. They looked through them and then said, "Mm, well, there's classified stuff in here. He said he didn't have it. I bet he's got more. Cash Patel pointed out that he can classify whatever he wants. From Real Clear Investigations. The FBI division overseeing the investigation of former President Trump's handling of classified materials at his Mar-a-Lago residence is also a focus of special counsel Durham's investigation into the bureau's alleged abuses of power and political bias during its years-long Russiagate probe of Trump. The FBI's nine-hour 30-agent raid of former president's Florida estate is part of a counterintelligence case run out of Washington, not Miami, and has been widely reported, according to FBI case documents and sources with knowledge of the matter. The Bureau's counterintelligence division led the 2016-2017 Russia collusion investigation of Trump, codenamed Crossfire Hurricane. Interesting. Yeah, elements of the government are fighting each other. I don't know. Call that whatever you want. Although the former head of Crossfire Hurricane, Peter Strzok, was fired after disclosure of his vitriolic anti-Trump tweets, several members of his team remain working in the counterintelligence unit. 
The sources say even though they're under active investigation by both Durham and the Bureau's disciplinary arm, the Office of Professional Responsibility, the FBI declined to respond to questions about any role they may be taking in the Mar-a-Lago case. In addition, a key member of the Crossfire team, Supervisory Intelligence Analyst Brian Auten, has continued to be involved in politically sensitive investigations, including the ongoing federal probe of potentially incriminating content found on the abandoned laptop of President Biden's son, Hunter Biden, according to recent correspondence between the Senate Judiciary Committee and FBI Director Christopher Wray. FBI whistleblowers have alleged that Auten tried to falsely discredit derogatory evidence against Hunter Biden during the 2020 campaign by labeling it Russian disinformation, an assessment that caused investigative activity to cease. Auten has been allowed to work on sensitive cases, even though he has been under internal investigation since 2019. When Justice Department Inspector General Michael Horowitz referred him for disciplinary review for his role in vetting a Hillary Clinton campaign funded dossier used by the FBI to obtain a series of wiretap warrants to spy on former Trump campaign advisor Carter Page. Horowitz singled out Auten for cutting a number of corners in the verification process and even allowing information he knew to be incorrect slip into warrants, warrant affidavits, and mislead the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act court. Well then, that's a mouthful to say the least. In congressional testimony this month, Ray confirmed that a number of former Crossfire Hurricane team members are still employed at the Bureau while undergoing disciplinary review. In the meantime, Ray has walled off the former Russiagate investigators only from participating in FISA wiretap applications, according to sources. Sounds like something dirty is going on. Sounds like something very dirty is going on. The left is coming out right now. I'm seeing the memes and they're like, Trump had 300 nuclear documents. They're just, it's just like, bro, do you read the news? That is not true. The Washington Post reported, and this is, this is the big problem with these institutions, The Washington Post reported that the agents were looking for nuclear documents. That's not what they were looking for. They were fishing. They said, well, these documents had confidential stuff, so we figured there may be more. Obstruction of justice, perhaps. Not nuclear documents. This is why we do what we do at TimCast.com. I don't know what else to say, man. We have a news team. Our news articles don't make money. Fact. We have a news team because we want to counter the lies. We produce comedy at Cast Castle because we want to build culture. Tales from the Inverted World is true crime, mystery, and paranormal. True stories, mind you. Because we want to create entertainment. Chicken City, because it's fun and family friendly. We launched TimCast Records. We got to make music. Small start. But we need to put a stop to this psychosis. You know, look, man, I'm not going to pretend to be the person who's going to, you know, Pull King, the pull Excalibur from the stone or whatever, or receive the stone from the lady in the lake. Was it, was it, was, was Excalibur the sword and the stone? The lady in the lake gave it to him or whatever. I'm not saying it'll be me. All I know is this, be it you or I or anyone else, we just have to do everything we can. And I take a look at all this. I take a look at the lies and the manipulations. Every step of the way since the start of the Trump, the, the Trump campaign, lies, I went down and watched Trump speak, and I was like, I don't know. He was actually more moderate than, than Mitt Romney. Donald Trump supported gay marriage before becoming president. Four years before this, the Republicans were trying to ban gay marriage, and they were like, Trump's far right. And I'm like, dude, dude, dude's a moderate. He's a New York Democrat. Jeez. I guess you can call him a New York conservative, which basically means he's in the middle. And they lied about everything. 
you know, I worked for some news organizations and they told me, just side with the audience. The audience is young, progressive. This is what they do. Why did the Washington Post put out these lies about nuclear documents? Sources say. What sources? Why should I believe you? Now it turns out from the affidavit, at least for now, there's nothing in there talking about nuclear documents. At least as far as I can tell. Maybe, maybe, maybe I should just, uh, you know what, to be fair, maybe I'm wrong. Because I, I, you know, and we'll, uh, the word, are you kidding? The word nuclear doesn't appear anywhere in the affidavit. All right. So what's that all about? Maybe it's redacted. Yes, that's what you need left. You need this to be unredacted. That's probably it right there. Nuclear bombs. Woo. Or the Washington Post had garbage sources, didn't vet them and published garbage. And the left comes out and now they're memeing it because they don't read the news. How do you solve this problem? It's part of what we're doing. That's why I, you know, sorry to drive, drive it home so much, but we have one week to really make this fly. That's why we launched Timcast Records. That's why we launched Cast Castle. That's why I'm pushing really hard to try and uh, get you guys to, to, you know, support us by buying the song on iTunes. Not that I want to support iTunes. I get it. But we have to confront the institutions in the spaces they control and take them back. Cultural, art, economic. From TimCast.com, let's, let's keep going with the story. August 22nd. Docs seized by FBI and Trump raid had info on Russiagate, former aide says. This information has to get out to the American public, said Cash Patel. On August 8th, FBI agents removed 11 sets of documents in a raid of former President Donald Trump's home. Since then, speculation swirled concerning the contents of those records and whether they contained classified information. A former national security official offered a glimpse into the material seized by the agents. It had to do with Russiagate. It had to do with the Hillary email scandal. And there it is. Let's break it all down, my friends. Trump had boxes. He handed those boxes over. They then said there was classified information in them. They then said, you know what? He's probably got more information. They then took documents that Cash Patel says were related to Russiagate. So what does this sound like? The unit that led this, the Russiagate team, justified the raid on Trump's home because Trump complied. So what, Trump should have said no about these boxes? Now you can't have them? Then they go in and take documents relating to Russiagate, according to Cash Patel. Is Cash wrong? Or is the case of rogue FBI agents panicked, desperately needing an affidavit to be able to go in and take the Crossfire Hurricane documents back? Seems to be the case. Three days after the FBI search was conducted, U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland delivered public remarks saying the Department of Justice was open to, pu- to public release of the search warrant used to conduct the raid. He also said it's standard practice to narrowly scope any search, except they were uh, looking for any, any, any document. Sean Davis tweets, under attachment B of the FBI raid document, Garland demanded the seizure of literally any record Trump ever saw, read, or created over the entire four-year term of his presidency. Any government and or presidential records created between January 20th, 2017 and January 20th, 2021. They say, however, attachment B of the warrant called for federal agents to confiscate any government records. We read the dates without specifying a classification status for those documents. This gave the FBI license to take any record originated during the entirety of the Trump presidency, even non-classified or declassified documents. 
So here's the working theory. Donald Trump had crossfire hurricane evidence he wanted to release to show that there was illegal action being taken against him. That's what people believe. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. It certainly is in the realm of possibility that FBI agents are panicked about what might happen if they get caught. So they had to go in and take the documents or at least try and learn what Trump had. Because I'd be willing to bet that any document Trump had, there's probably copies of it. I would be surprised if Trump was just like, only paper copies. We don't want anything digital. We want it to be here. I really doubt it. But maybe I wouldn't be surprised. He's an old guy. Federal agents said the boxes they removed contained classified material. But according to Patel, this is all declassified. Speaking on, um, uh, we had a show on Timcast IRL. And we had Derek Harvey on with Jack Posobiec. And what uh, Harvey said is that he thinks that there was information in those documents that was damning to the intelligence agencies and they had to get them back. Some legal experts argued the president's declassification process must follow certain established procedures required by other federal workers and agencies. But others state the president has plenary declassification authority, meaning the president can declassify any document at any time by any means. And yes, that last part has to be true. The other argument that Trump has to go through a process, I'd imagine, is, uh, is sophistry. It's a, it's a manipulation to try and condemn Trump. Why? If Trump sits down with Vladimir Putin, if any, if Biden does, and Vladimir Putin says, I know that you are running fake campaign on Russian social media. You stop doing it, I stop doing it too. And then Biden would be like, well, you know, listen here, Jack, I can't tell you anything about it because it's classified. So uh, can't negotiate. What? No, of course he can. How insane would that be as the commander in chief? He's got to be like, OK, Putin, I'll tell you what. We'll agree. De-escalate the information war against each other. We'll stop if you stop. OK. How insane would it be if the president was negotiating a nuclear arms treaty with Vladimir Putin and he says, tell you know, we have nuclear weapons in, in uh, Ukraine, we take them out. And then Vladimir Putin, uh, and then, you know, Joe Biden's like, okay, in, res- in, in exchange, we'll take our nuclear, nuclear weapons out of, well, well, I can't tell you, it's classified. Of course, Joe Biden can. It's just absurd on its face to say anything else. They're trying to argue that there is an authority above the president for discussing matters of national security. He is the executive branch, the commander in chief. That's the purpose. Timcast.com says the argument for plenary declassification was upheld by the U.S. Supreme Court in its 1988 decision in the Department of Navy v. Egan, when the court said the president's authority to declassify and control access to information bearing on national security flows primarily from this constitutional investment of the power in the president and exists quite apart from any explicit congressional grant. Patel accused the DOJ of conducting the raid to prevent the release of information Trump declassified related to the DOJ investigation of whether Trump had ties to Russia. The investigation carried out by Mueller found no evidence of collusion. Perhaps Trump miscalculated. 
Perhaps Trump was expecting to release this in October. Perhaps Donald Trump was going to announce he was running for president with a spicy October surprise right before the midterms. And the reason the feds got so desperate and came in is because they had to get that evidence away from him. They're all maybes. I really don't know. The left will tell you that Trump stole nuclear documents. That's not even in the affidavit. The right is saying that this was crossfire hurricane documents. Honestly, can't tell you. What I can say is for the FBI to do something like this right before an election is outright election interference, period. That's it. For the FBI to order their agents and officials not to investigate Hunter Biden's laptop. It's obvious, isn't it? They're electioneering. They're manipulating our elections. It's it's a scary thought, to say the least. But this is the reality of where we're at. Politics, man. I've talked about over the past several years how the culture war will eventually reach the highest levels of government. And here we are. I have talked to people who work in government. We have had people on the show who are former and current contractors with, with, with the feds. And people don't like them. Because most of our audience is fairly libertarian and they're like, feds, bleh. And what they tell us, inside these agencies, it is as divided as outside. When you look to the world and you see the, the, the culture war, when you see left and right and all of that stuff, the same thing exists within the FBI as it does everywhere else. That's the important reality that people need to contend with. And what that means is, There are FBI agents who are going to be unwilling to speak up because they're going to look, they're going to see that if they speak up, they'll lose their jobs. They're going to see that these other agents will turn on them. And like all of the other people in mainstream reality or whatever you want to call it, uh, out in the real world, terrified to speak up because of the consequences of going up against the cult, agents within these institutions are feeling the exact same way. We cannot live this way. There have been whistleblowers from the FBI. They've come out. They've spoken up. And for this, we now know several things. One, Veritas released information that they consider the Gadsden flag, the Gonzalez flag, the Betsy Ross flag as symbols of extremism. And that the FBI top brass was instructing their agents not to investigate the Hunter Biden laptop. Meanwhile, they're going after Project Veritas now over Ashley Ashley Biden's uh, diary. They're going after Donald Trump's home. And it's getting particularly scary, man. Rumors circulating that Gavin McGinnis has been arrested live during his show, and we don't know for what or for why. Maybe it didn't happen. We don't know. And everybody reported on those rumors because if they are true, it is a dangerous and dramatic escalation of the culture war into something far more nefarious. Maybe all of our efforts in the cultural space is for naught. You know, I certainly hope not. But I do know one thing. I worked in nonprofits. My goal was to go up to people on the street doing that. You know, hey, how's it going? Convince them to give me money. And you know what doesn't work on most people? Here's what they want you to do. They want you to go up to someone and say, hi, I'm so-and-so. My name's Tim and I work for a nonprofit. And we're here to tell you about problem. Problem is trees. And then they want you to give the pitch and then say, with your $20, you'll be able to save trees. I can tell you first outright, doesn't work. And that's why so many people struggled with it. You know, it worked targeting the person, speaking to them on their level. I'd always explain to people, you see a guy in a suit and you walk up to him like, sup, dude, 
Yeah, I'd talk about trees, bruh. He's going to be like, no. You see a guy in a suit and you say, sir, but a moment of your time. Shake his hand. Just reach right to shake his hand and say, let me tell you about a problem we're facing and how you're going to be the one to solve it. I, have to, I would always tell people, speak to them like you're speaking to someone for the first time. Don't be a robot. And I think about that with everything we're doing. How do you win the culture war? Here's my, here's my dream. And I wish somebody else could do it. But I know the world is not, you do not succeed based on waiting for someone else to get the job done. I would love nothing more to live in a van down by the river. I said it on, on, on Joe Rogan's podcast. Get me a van, go live down by the river. So what needs to happen is, you do not approach regular people by walking up with a MAGA hat on and a Trump flag and saying, Donald Trump, you know, he's going to save us because they're going to say, I don't know, dude. You walk up to them and say, dude, did you watch the MMA match? Check this out. You ask them, have you been watching the new Marvel show? This is why we did pop culture crisis, because we have liberty minded individuals. We have values. But we want to create a space for people in the way they perceive the world. That's the whole point. Hopefully it's not too late and we can we can we can we can win this one. If you want to support us, go to TimCastRecords.com. Click the link in the description below. Buy the song on Apple because you sell enough of these things. You hit the charts and then we're going to force these outlets to be like, how is this possible? How are these, you know, the Daily Wires pulling it off with these movies? I hope we can do the same with music and other and, and, and other content. I'll leave it there. Next segment is tonight at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. In a viral clip from the Joe Rogan experience, Mark Zuckerberg admitted that Facebook deliberately suppressed stories about Hunter Biden's laptop in 2020. Now, what Zuckerberg said, and it's very obvious he's trying to paint this with a soft brush, is that, well, the FBI came to us and gave us a, a general warning about Russian disinformation. So naturally, we suppressed the Hunter Biden laptop story. Yeah, I don't buy it for a second. I mean, even on the surface, what Mark Zuckerberg ex de described is the U.S. government interfering in elections, the DOJ. It is the FBI directing Facebook to engage in censorship. You don't get to go as the as, as the government with the First Amendment. You can't go to a major corporation publication platform and say, oh, won't someone rid me of this meddlesome priest? Wink, wink. Yeah, that is a violation of our First Amendment rights. Anyone who posted that story and had it deranked was being suppressed by the government who gave a warning to Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg admitted they did it. The story about the, the FBI's election meddling doesn't stop there, though. We have this story from TimCast.com. Two plead guilty and plan to sell Ashley Biden's diary. The diary was, turned, diary was turned over to law enforcement by Project Veritas. Now, of course, I read the story. I don't know exactly what, to, what is true, but these two individuals, you know, because it's politics, right? But these two individuals apparently took the uh, one, one individual took the diary and then they conspired to sell it. It is being reported they sold it to Project Veritas. Veritas says they've done nothing wrong. Some people came to them and said, hey, we have this diary. But it does sound like this lady stole it. It really does. We'll see. But here's the point. Okay. M maybe they did something wrong. And that's, and that's fine if the FBI wants to go after them. But not when we're learning that FBI officials told agents not to investigate the Hunter Biden laptop ahead of the 2020 election. We are about a month and a half away. Okay, like what? Two months. Two, two and a half months, sorry, from the midterms. 
This is not quite an October surprise, but learning now that the FBI said, oh, we can't we can't sway the election. So we're going to hold off on the criminal activity of the Hunter Biden laptop. Then they go in and raid Donald Trump's home for documents right before an election. They're lying. This is overt corruption. They're arresting these people, these two individuals who pled who pleaded guilty. We have the FBI going after them, raiding Project Veritas. And now we get guilty pleas right before an election, besmirching Project Veritas. Interesting. And now we're learning from Zuckerberg that they went and warned them. I'm going to tell you this, my friends. If the FBI gave explicit instructions to, to the, uh, if, if the top brass, explicit instructions not to investigate the laptop, then they go to, to Facebook and say, oh, won't someone rid me of this meddlesome priest? And then Mark Zuckerberg suppresses the story. You ain't convincing me. The FBI, in my opinion, based on everything we've seen, you would have to be a conspiracy theorist to believe it was a coincidence that the FBI went to Facebook and then Facebook suppressed the laptop story at the exact same time that the FBI was telling its agents not to investigate. Now, that is crazy. And it's scary. Because to what degree is, is, is the FBI actually just engaged in political manipulation and control as some kind of secret police force, some kind of Gestapo or Stasi? Now, that's legitimately scary. We're going to read this story. But my friends, I have a tremendous announcement. In the description below, you will see a link. If you really want to support the work we're doing in building culture and trying to branch out the influence that we have into other areas, buy our new single, only ever wanted. It's up at Timcast Records on YouTube. Look at that. That's me. And I'm wearing my, 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 my shirt and my beanie and all that. If I, what I would like to, to accomplish um, in, the, in, the, in the description below, click the link to Apple Music, buy the song 69 cents. And I'll tell you why. One of the things that I think is really, really important for the work we're doing is building normal culture, not political culture. There's been a tremendous response to this song, obviously from fans of the show, they're buying it. But also we have people on the left incessantly attacking the song, saying it's terrible and we shouldn't do it and that I should be ashamed of myself and things like that. And I'll tell you why. This is one of the most difficult things for 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 the cult to deal with. It's not political content. It is just pop music. And I think the end is kind of emo. I don't know. We're, we're, we're kids of the 2000s and the 90s. So, of course, that refle is reflected in our song, in, in, in the music we're making. This is just the first step. This song is not political. The idea is to make things that regular people will like and listen to so we can build cultural influence. Then when we report the news, they get access to true and real information. I mean, is that the only reason we do it? Obviously, I've been playing music more, longer than I've been doing anything since I was like seven years old. So I'm very much always making music. But the goal with everything we're doing, the reason why we started Pop Culture Crisis, the reason why we started Chicken City and Cast Castle, they're not political shows. Because I know you're not going to, to make a song called F. Joe Biden. Go to a regular person and say, this is the music you should be sharing with all your friends. They're going to be like, dude, this is like overtly political. But already now, I'm seeing these cultists saying things like, this song might actually generate mass appeal of, uh, among people outside of, you know, Tim Cast's political space or, or, or uh, um, fan base. That's the goal. How do we advertise and create things that regular people will want to be involved in? This is what we're trying to do. So in the description below, 
please consider buying this song for 69 cents on Apple Music or just listening to it and streaming it. But buying it really is like the most powerful thing. According to like all the charts, one purchase of a song is 150 times more impactful than listening to the song one time. So if you want to support our work, I'm going to be blasting this song endlessly for the next week because the first week is the most important to try and get this song charting. We've, we, the whole goal of what we're trying to do with all this cultural stuff is to invade the cultural spaces of the establishment and assert ourselves above and beyond them. We want regular people to feel like it's safe to criticize their psychosis, to call out the electioneering of the FBI and things like that without being canceled. In order to do that, there's got to be shows, there's got to be movies, there's got to be businesses, there's got to be a parallel economy. This is what we're doing. The Daily Wire's got movies. We are launching music. I know the first song is mine, but we're going to be signing other artists. So please consider supporting us. Let's read the news. Description below. Click the link or go to TimCastRecords.com. The Daily Mail says, furious Republicans demand Mark Zuckerberg testify before Congress after his astonishing admission that Facebook willfully censored Hunter Biden's laptop revelations for 10 days in the run up to the election after FBI's Russian disinformation warning. Zuckerberg has sparked outrage with his bombshell revelation that Facebook deliberately used an algorithm to suppress stories about Hunter Biden's laptop in 2020 before the November election after an intervention by the FBI. Republican politicians and voters have accused the FBI and Facebook of censorship, adding further questions about whether Americans should have been aware of the laptop before going to the polls and the impartiality of the bureau head Chris Ray, who ordered the raid on Mar-a-Lago this month. And I'll also mention with the hunt with the Ashley Biden diary came out right before the election. No news outlet reported on, on what was in that diary. And it is disgusting what is in that diary. I feel bad for, for Ashley Biden. From the from the sounds of the story, from the sound of the story, it does seem like people were doing dirty garbage and it's 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 it is wrong, in my opinion. So it's tough. The challenging thing is if the information comes out and it's relevant to an election, I understand October surprises are dirty. I understand what people were doing behind the scenes is dirty. But the fact that the media did not pick up on these stories is election interference. You do not get to decide not to do your job this one time because of election interference. No. The FBI claiming, you know, we didn't want to interfere in elections, so we didn't investigate the laptop or telling Facebook. It, all of this is electioneering. You do your job no matter what. Yes, people may try to manipulate you, but it's not your place to say, you know what? We're not going to do our job this time because that's taking a side. If the normal course of action for you as a journalist or a federal agent is we investigate when we get the information, then it doesn't matter what time of year it is. You investigate when you get the information. Deviating from your job is giving a benefit to one side. And yes, people may time this perfectly. The October surprise. What are you going to do about it? Deciding not to do your job because an election was happening is interference. It is. You are deviating from the normal course of actions for a, a political benefit. GOP House leader Kevin McCarthy added, the FBI colluded with big tech to silence news stories weeks before the 2020 election in an attempt to control your access to information. They say Rep. and Andrew Clyde of Georgia said this isn't just insane. It's election interference. The Oversight Committee must immediately invite Mark Zuckerberg to testify under oath about the FBI's attempts to circumvent the First Amendment. The American people deserve answers and accountability. Now, I know I was talking about the Hunter Biden laptop story, but in this story, they didn't just do nothing. They went to Facebook and said, 
Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I think I'd, I'd be willing to bet that the FBI went to Zuckerberg and said, do not let this story percolate. And Mark Zuckerberg is just being delicate. I wish, uh, you know, look, Joe Rogan is a national treasure because he's able to have these conversations, get these people in the hot seat and have them admit this. This is incredible. Whether Joe wants to admit it or not, this is like some of the most important journalism in our generation, of our generation. What I'd like to see now is follow up. Zuckerberg being grilled and asked more intense questions. But this man, Joe, hitting it out of the ballpark. It's, it's, it's amazing that a, a stand-up comic and a, um, MMA commentator and everything that Joe is as an entertainer is also, whether he wants to accept it or not, the most consequential journalist of our generation. I genuinely mean that. Now, Joe may not be seeking out to do journalism, but when you get Mark Zuckerberg in that seat and you say, tell me what happened. And then Zuckerberg says, the FBI came to us, gave us a warning about misinformation. So we decided to suppress this story ground, earth shattering, just absolutely incredible. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. They say Zuckerberg said Facebook enacted a policy of decreased distribution to deliberately push down the story on people's news feeds to limit its reach, while Twitter went even further and banned the story from its platform. The billionaire said, I think it was five or seven days when it was basically being determined whether it was false. The distribution on Facebook was decreased, but people were still allowed to share it. So you could share it. You could still consume it. I think that anybody who tried to share this story and was suppressed by Facebook or Twitter, I would I would assume they have a First Amendment lawsuit against the U.S. government. If this is happening to Facebook, do you think they didn't go to Twitter? I'd be willing to bet they went directly to Twitter. They say the huge cache of files, emails and photos was seen by many as a smoking gun that could have turned the tide in the election. But social media bosses at Facebook and Twitter minimize the story for unfounded fears. It could be Russian misinformation. Daily Mail independently verified the laptop with a forensic analysis by top cyber experts and has been regularly publishing revelations ever since, while many other news outlets refuse to touch the story. But now Zuckerberg has openly admitted how he tried to limit the electorate from accessing the stories in a terrifying insight into how easily democracy can be undermined by tech firms. It's not your place, Mark. It's not. If someone from Russia calls on the phone, people in America, and says, I want to tell you that Hunter Biden has clipped up. Are you going to be, as AT&T going to be like, oh, Russians are calling Americans, better shut it down? No. It's crazy. If a Russian person wanted to buy a billboard, they're not going to ban that either. Now, they might, depending on what the billboard said. But in the United States, everyone has a First Amendment right to speak. Ian brought up an interesting point last night on IRL. Do people outside of the U.S. have First Amendment protections, First Amendment protections when they're posting on a platform hosted in the U.S.? It's a good point. I would say for distribution in the U.S., these big tech companies should not be engaged in this practice. Here's what they should be engaged in. 
verification of users, the, uh, like getting rid of spam and bot accounts. That's about it. I suppose the challenges they're going to say is like, well, it could be a real Russian person posting misinformation. And my response is, and this has always been the case. The, we, people, they, there's, there's leaflets, there's propaganda. It happens all the time. This is nonsense. This was a real story from the New York Post, and they claimed it came from Russia. Okay. If it was a Russian guy who was from, from you know, Pravda.ru or whatever. Is it RU? Or, no, no, no. What, what is the Russian T, TLD? Um, I, think it's, um, I think it's Soviet. It's like SV or something. I don't know. Whatever. No, it might be RU these days. I don't know. Whatever. It's a top level domain like .com, but countries, you know, like dailymail.co.uk. If that happened, you might have an argument. It's like, this is from Pravda.sv. Like, we don't believe it's real. But this was the New York Post, one of the oldest publications in this country. And they were accused of spreading Russian misinformation, but it was an American source reporting. This is FB. This is insane. It's absolutely insane. I want to lightly touch on this story because now they're going after Project Veritas. And I think they're going after him because Project Veritas is effective. Two plead guilty and plan to sell Ashley Biden's diary. The diary was turned over to law enforcement by Project Veritas. Veritas did the right thing. They didn't publish the, the content. Someone else did. Apparently, it went to the national file. James O'Keefe got pissed at somebody. Somehow it did. Amy Harris and Robert Curlander pleaded guilty to conspiracy to transport stolen property across state lines. Both could be sentenced up to five years in prison. Here's what happened. Harris, who lives in Palm Beach, reportedly found the diary while staying in the room at the home of a friend of Ashley Biden in Delray Beach in September 2020. The first daughter had moved out of the home in spring of 2020 and had stored several items in the room in addition to the diary. Harris then reached out to Curlander, who offered to help her sell the diary for a ton of money. Now, I think what Veritas is saying is that it was uh, they, they when, when they discovered that it may have been stolen, they immediately brought it to law enforcement. FBI then raided them. I think they're trying to uh, use this to basically sting Veritas. They say the DOJ contends Veritas ultimately paid Harris and Curlander each $20,000. Both had to forfeit that amount under the terms of their plea agreements. James O'Keefe, the founder of Veritas, has said his, his organization's conduct regarding the diary was ethical and appropriate. Quote, like any reporter, we regularly deal with the receipt of source information and take steps to verify its authenticity, legality, and newsworthiness. Our efforts were the stuff of responsible ethical journalism, and we are, in no, we are in no doubt that Project Veritas has acted properly at each and every step, he said in a statement uh, uh, per the New York Post. A journalist's lawful receipt of material later alleged to be stolen is routine, commonplace, and protected by the First Amendment. Here's what I think. I think these people called up Veritas and said, we found this. And they said, OK, can you prove it's real? They're now trying to claim that these operatives at Veritas were telling these people to go and steal more things. I don't buy it. This is how they go after WikiLeaks. They were like, oh, but the organization instructed them to commit a crime. That's how they get Espionage Act weird nonsense. Well, that was when they were going for federal government stuff. With this, they're going to try and claim that Veritas was doing something illegal. I don't buy it. What I do think is these two people probably did. However, they came across the diary. There's questions to be asked. Dude, if somebody has a bag and some belongings in a closet at a house, they didn't abandon it. You can't just take it. It's like if she it was if it was found discarded in a garbage. OK, well, there you go. If you're at someone's house and it's there and you go, well, they abandoned it. No, dude, I have personal belongings at, at friend's house. I just need to go pick them up. They're there because I don't expect them to be stolen. 
But anyway, I digress. I think this shows the duplicitousness of the FBI that right before the election, you have this story going after Veritas, go, you know, going after the, the Biden diary, yet they wouldn't go after the Hunter Biden laptop. No, no, no. Every action they've taken has been to protect the Bidens. When the laptop comes out legitimately because it was, that was abandoned. Oh, no. Tell everybody not to share it. Go to Mark Zuckerberg and say, you better watch out for this Russian disinformation. Then with the Ashley Biden la- uh, diary, oh, they go and arrest the people who took it and sold it to Veritas, allegedly. And they raid Project Veritas, a news organization. I'll, I'll remind all of you that Veritas, well, it's my understanding they've never lost a defamation lawsuit. You, you think that James O'Keefe would be so dumb? No. When they came to Veritas, I'm sure he was like, lawyers, you deal with it. And it went all through their lawyers. And I'm willing to bet they went, that Veritas did everything so far above board that the FBI is going to come up dry, empty handed. But we'll see. Because when the FBI is playing dirty games like this, this is truly scary stuff. Raiding the home of a former president right before a midterm election. Yeah, you, you, I'm sorry. No one is going to believe them. If they're saying we didn't want to interfere in an election, so we didn't investigate. But right before an election, we investigated Trump. <laughs> Lies. This is dirty stuff, man. And it goes to the top. Chris Ray. And, and, and people say, you know, well, Trump appointed him. Yeah, well, Trump did a lot of bad things. This is scary days. These are scary days, man. You look at this stuff and, um, you know, I often mention these are the, these are the kinds of things where in, in, in the past people would flee countries over it. The FBI, there was a poll that said that there was an element of the FBI. Do you think the FBI is acting like Joe Biden's personal Gestapo? And, and it was like 53% said yes. And it was like 80 something percent Republicans, but across moderates and Republicans, people are like, yeah, dude, this is crazy. They shouldn't be doing this. The evidence is clear now. They are working to protect the Biden family. The FBI should not be doing that, man. Now, look, I'm fairly optimistic. If we were losing, if, you know, uh, freedom, liberty, American values were losing, this wouldn't be necessary. They'd sit back and be like, we don't got to do anything. So I'll tell you this, my friends. Liz Cheney loses. Carrie Lake wins. Joe Kent wins. More and more, we are seeing victories. This is it. This is their desperation. They know that come the midterms, the Republicans are going to win, but not just any Republicans. With people like Joe Kent, with people like Carrie Lake, there are going to be major moves targeting the establishment malfeasance, and they know it, and they're scared. And that's why they raided Donald Trump's home. They're desperate. I think we're winning, yo. So I'll wrap it up with this. The most important thing is not politics, it's culture. I say it all the time. There are laws on the books we do not follow. Everybody speeds, for instance, you know it. And like 10 to 15 over too, depending on where you live. You're on the highway, everyone's going 10 miles over the limit. Well, that's illegal. I, I strongly recommend against speeding, mind you. But it's like you go on the highway and everyone's doing it. And it's actually more dangerous not to go with the flow of traffic. You see, culture matters more. There are many old laws that are on the books that aren't enforced anymore. If our culture deems something to be, then it will be. If we say in the 1950s that racial segregation is wrong and codify a law saying you can't do this. But at the same time, allow for sex segregation. 
You see, there's a hole in that law. The law said you couldn't discriminate on the basis of, you know, race, sex, national origin, religion. But then we only desegregated based on race, not any other thing. That's interesting, isn't it? Right now, there's a big move to, do, to end sex segregation because culture, not law. And they're using the law with the culture. So here's what, 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 I, what I see as being the most important thing. This is why TimCast.com, the work we're doing, has not been overtly political. And every project we're launching is outside of politics. We need to inspire young people. We need to make things that make young people say, that's what I want to do when I grow up. Now, there's a lot of people doing politics. There's a lot of great political music. Tom McDonald has some of the best songs ever written. No joke. And there's a lot of, been a lot of top iTunes charting music. There have been a lot of uh, shows and movies made. But I got to tell you, man, who's doing it right? The Daily Wire. They're making content that is not political because they get it. They understand. You need to create a space for regular people who are like, I don't know about politics, man, but that, that show is really good. You need to take the power away from not just the Hulus, the Disneys, the Netflixes, but the major record labels. That's the move we're making right now. TimCastRecords.com, link in the description below. We really need your support on this one. And, you know, look, I'll be completely honest. It's like, for me, just something I really want to do. You know what I mean? But um, I genuinely mean it when I am saying we have to win that cultural culture war front. So we got a lot more work coming in the, in, in the future. Thanks for, for, for all the support you've given us so far. Thanks for watching. Next segment will be at 1 p.m., and I'll see you all then. It's looking like Gavin McInnes was arrested by federal agents last night. Looking like. We don't know for sure. During his show, he, he, sta- he sits up and he says, yeah, you know, uh, can we do this another time? I'm doing a show right now. After a few seconds of pause, maybe like 10 seconds, he says, yeah, I'm happy to do that. I'll get a lawyer and we'll sit down and have a conversation. After about a half an hour of dead air, Gavin didn't come back. There are people now who know him tweeting that it was not a bit. He has been arrested. He's rotting in jail. But because there's so few details, no one knows for sure. And a lot of people think it may actually just be a bit. But I'm not going to I'm not going to lean towards it being a prank. Just because Gavin McInnes is viewed as being eccentric doesn't mean that he would interrupt his own show and do something like this. About a week ago, he said on his show that there was a there was undercover police outside of his uh, outside of his house. And he went and he talked to him. Maybe he's playing the long game, but I really just think that's not the simple solution. The simple solution is this. Gavin McInnes founded the Proud Boys. That's it. Enrique Tario was, uh, let, me, let, me, let me pull up the source for all you before we get into this. Longtime Proud Boys leader Enrique Tario charged with conspiracy in January 6th attack on Capitol from March 8th, 2022. And now we have this tweet thread from David Gilbert of Vice News saying on his TV show last night, Proud Boy founder Gavin McInnes was interrupted by what appears to be law enforcement. And there is widespread speculation that he was arrested. I don't know exactly why he would be arrested or what he, what he has done, but I will tell you, on his show, he has, he, he's, he's poked the bear. I mean, that's what he does. People say that he questions authority. There are compilations put out by leftists taking a lot of things that Gavin McGinnis said and making it seem like he's making direct calls for violence. The problem with these is they're very untrustworthy. I know at least one of these instances where they tried claiming Gavin was directly calling for violence. He was talking about like training a dog or something. That being said, I have heard from many people that he has absolutely crossed the line. And I'm not saying like jumped over it and attacked people or anything like that, but um, crosses the line. Look, I don't know a lot 
I do, uh, about his show. I don't, I don't, uh, you know, I don't want to uh, besmirch his name based on things I may have heard from other people. If I don't know it, I don't want to, uh, to assert it. So I don't know for sure. Gilbert goes on to say, McGinnis on his show on Tuesday had claimed that there were undercover cops parked outside his house. And now we have this from Josh Denny. Just got off the phone with our people. It's not a bit. Gavin was against going to January 6th. He was against Charlottesville and told Proud Boys they were out of the club if they went. But he's rotting away in jail because he dared to question authority. Okay, okay, okay. Hold on a minute. You know, I don't know exactly what's going on, but there's, there's a lot to go through. We have the story from Newsweek. Proud Boys founder Gavin McInnes interrupted mid-show Sparks theories. I don't like doing videos on speculation, but this is big. Through our journalistic channels, we've reached out to as many uh, to several sources. We have not gotten any uh, direct answers or uh, responses, so I don't know. You know, we've got our newsroom. We know people who know people. We've made phone calls. No definitive answer. I'm hoping that it was like. They brought him in for questioning because of you know, some of this stuff or something and not that he's directly arrested. Well, as, as much as Gavin McInnes may you know, cross the line in some areas, it is, uh, I'm, I'm fairly sure, uh, widely known that before Charlottesville, they posted a message saying, saying do not go to this, stay away from it. Uh, Gavin repeatedly told people to, to avoid all this. And that being said, I don't know what he's saying behind the scenes, but I certainly do not trust the federal government. Again, some people think this could be a bit. Now, where does this go? Shout out to Scott Adams. July 1st, 2020, he said, Republicans will be hunted if Biden's win- Biden wins the election. And he was mocked. Scott Adams has said a lot of things they, made, they, they make fun of him for. But now I wonder, based on this, based on what we've seen already, based on what we've seen with January 6th, if it's getting really, really dangerous out there. Look, we had Naomi Wolf and we had uh, Mike Glover say, it's going to get crazy. I think Naomi Wolf said this too, but Mike Glover said it going into the midterms. I want to read this story from Newsweek. Before we get started, though, I need your help. We just launched on Timcast Records our first single. Technically, we had Will of the People, which on the Timcast IRL channel as a, as a more of an art song project I wanted to do. But now we're actually launching a label because we want to start building culture. TimcastRecords.com. In the description of this video is a link to buy the song on Apple Music, and I'm hoping that we can sell enough through Apple Music to actually hit the charts. If we do, my goal with all of this is to invade and, and take over the cultural, uh, the, the, culture, uh, the establishment's cultural spaces. That's why we did the ads in Times Square. That's why we're trying to produce cultural content that isn't political so that regular people might hear this song on the radio or on Spotify or on Pandora. But I really like that song. And then all of the weird occultists will be pushed out. I want to make it so that artists find this space more appealing than their space. You can speak your mind here, not over there. We have to build it. The Daily Wire is making movies. Awesome. That's what we need to do. It's not political. It's just good content. Tim Cast is making music. Check out the song Only Ever Wanted, TimCastRecords.com, or in the link in the description below, smash that link and buy the song 69 cents on iTunes. You don't need that many to hit, uh, to, to, to chart, but I'm hoping, I'm hoping, first and foremost, you guys like the music and uh, you're willing to support our cultural endeavors. We need to create that space and we need to continue to address what's going on in this country. In relation to stories like this, you know, I'm not a big fan of doing these really, really hard uh, pushes, but um, we have one week. 
you get one week with the release of that song to make it work. So I'm going to be pushing pretty, pretty, pretty hard. And I really do respect and appreciate everyone's support in this matter. But there, there is a relation to what's going on with all of this. We need cultural dominance. It's not about the law. It's always about culture. It's about being um, respected and well-known and inspirational enough that people want to live the way you you know, uh, think and feel and explain like that your values persist. Your values will not persist through going up to people and saying, F Joe Biden. I mean, among your peer group, people will agree. I mean, I think it's funny, right? FJB. But if you want to convince people to join your sphere of influence, give them something entertaining. This song we put out, not political at all. Regular old pop and emo-ish, I guess. Pop rock with some emo tint. And uh, it's really, it's interesting. I don't know. It's kind of ambient, whatever. But um, with your support. Newsweek, uh, with your support, we'll, we'll make it. Newsweek reports, Proud Boys founder Gavin McGinnis interrupted mid-show, sparks theories. They say, we're shooting a show now. Can we do this another time? McGinnis asked. McGinnis then walked off screen. The broadcast kept going with an empty seat for at least 30 minutes. It has not been confirmed what the interruption was about or if it was genuine. Will Carlos, who covers extremism for USA Today, tweeted that the local New York police force say they did not detain McGinnis on Thursday. So if he was arrested tonight, most likely federal. An FBI spokes, spokesperson told Newsweek that they could not comment. That's interesting. Carlos also noted that McInnes previously told his audience during one of his previous shows that he had spotted an unmarked police car outside his home. Possible setup for a prank or premonition or something else, Carlos tweeted. Will Sommer, who covers politics and extremism for the Daily Beast, later tweeted, well, to be fair, this guy also does publish outright falsehoods, so... Roughly 12 hours since Proud Boys founder Gavin McInnes disappeared during a live broadcast on his show, and it's still not clear whether it's a prank, he was arrested, or something else happened. No confirmation from any law enforcement agencies so far. Let me show you this video from uh, uh, David Gilbert. Unmarked police car parked in front of my house. So I walk over to it. Must be big fans. And I go, how we doing? And they look very uncomfortable. Now, I've... I've reported cars like this before um, to the police. Then today I go outside and my neighborhood is not in downtown. It's a lonely suburb. And there's an unmarked police car parked in front of my house. So I walk over to it. Must be big fans. And I go, how we doing? And they look very uncomfortable. Now I've, I've reported. So I, I let it play over because there was that beginning part where he mentions, you know, he lives in a sleepy suburb. We don't know what the theories are. We don't know. Denny, uh, Josh Denny is saying that um, that he was uh, he was arrested at 1.02 a.m. He tweeted, uh, someone said it's got to be a bit. This is from last week's show. Plus, what are the odds of him getting arrested during the live show? He said, I hope you're right. I always prefer my friends to be trending because they're geniuses and not in actual trouble. They're saying now he's rotting away in jail. I don't know, man rotting away in jail. If he did get arrested, he's been there for only like 12 hours. Is that rotting away? In a post in, on, in Telegram on Thursday evening before his show was broadcast, McInnes wrote, just took a DNA test. Turns out I'm 100% white, even when I'm crying crazy. Yeah, I got law problems. That's the human in me. Hmm. I don't know what that means. We don't know for sure. For what reason? Could he have been arrested? Publicity stunt? Maybe. An effective one. I normally don't like to report on this stuff, and I'm sure most of these other outlets don't like to either. But this may be something so dramatic and such a, a, an insane escalation of what's going on in this country that I think everybody's talking about it.
I think that's why everybody's talking about it. It is scary. Shout out to Scott Adams. For as much as everybody wants to rag on the guy, he said, uh, from the rap, Dilbert Crater Scott Adams says Republicans will be hunted if Biden wins the election. There's a good chance you will be dead within the year. Okay, well, a little over the top. No joke. But I want give to it, give a shout out to our good friend Joe Rogan. I remember when uh, I've mentioned this several times, so ad nauseum, but he mentioned that he thought I was wrong about civil war and that I may be right. A lot of people thought Scott Adams was wrong and maybe a little over the top. But now we are seeing Alex Jones. They're destroying his life. We've, we've seen many right wing uh, figures being charged. Donald Trump himself had his home raided while the FBI refused to investigate Hunter Biden's laptop because they were, they were worried they'd sway the election. No, their goal was to man- manipulate the election. The rep reported in 2020, Dilbert creator Scott Adams made a fearful prediction about the 2020 presidential election on Twitter on Wednesday, telling his Republican followers that if Joe Biden is selected to the White House, there is a good chance you will be dead within a year. Republicans will be hunted. Police will stand down. The comic strip creator has been been outspoken about his political views, both on Twitter and his blog, where he previously endorsed Trump. Actor James Urbaniak noted in response to Adams's tweets, the threat of violence against Republican voters in response to Democratic electoral victories is a recurring theme in Adams' political commentary. Urbaniak quoted a 2016 blog post of Adams in which the Dilbert creator said, Clinton supporters have convinced me, and here I am being 100% serious, that my safety is at risk if I, have see, if I am seen as supportive of Trump. He was completely right about that. I mean, how many instances have we seen people in MAGA hats or Trump supporters being attacked or beaten? I've personally witnessed it. It's crazy days indeed. Now, July 1st, 2020. Okay, it's been two years, Scott. Um, Nobody's been hunted down and killed, sort of. But there is a fair point to be made. I'm wondering, um, I don't have the dates pulled up. Maybe maybe I should actually do this. I'm going to I'm going to do this. uh, I'm pulling up the dates because I want to make sure I get these facts right. Okay, Scott Adams was right. Sort of right. It was, you know, it's, it's not it's not a it's not a one or it's not a binary question. But on July 1st, he said, if Biden is elected, there's a good chance you will be dead within the year. Republicans will be hunted. Aaron Danielson was killed September 3rd, 2020. I don't think that what Scott Adams said was necessarily unwarranted. Now, I may be forgetting some people, but there uh, in the summer of love, a lot of people were were killed. And Scott Adams was 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 looking at it. it's July 1st. This was after the riots. So he was looking at what was happening. And then he maybe went a little over the top. But maybe right now, Republicans are being hunted in a different way. If Gavin McInnes is being charged, the question is what for what? Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-whim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. They may come out and say that, oh, he had conversations, but there's, a, there's really interesting conversations to be had in relation to how they charge people. Last night, we had Adam Johnson on Timcast IRL. You may know him as Podium Guy, the guy from January 6th who carried the podium. He's actually a lectern, but everyone calls him Podium Guy because that's all they know. Well, his story was that he picked it up and carried it about 20 yards or so and put it down and then made a joke and then left. They, they, it was reported that he stole it. 
like he was taking it away when what he said he was like trying to do a gag. That guy didn't really seem to know what he was doing when he was there, that he just saw things going on and just bumbled his way in. He talked to us about the federal prison he went to, and he said ghost drugs and and what else did he say? Ghost drugs was the uh, was was one of the things he mentioned. And he said, if two people have a conversation about buying or selling drugs, they have now committed conspiracy to buy and sell drugs. It's a crime. You go to prison for it. Even if there was no actual drug involved, even if you weren't serious, that's crazy. That somebody could walk, could, you know, here's, here's the crazy thing. Marijuana is illegal at the federal level. And this is what he was saying. He was saying that some of these people were in prison for, for pot. One guy was crying on his phone. So he was in the lowest possible security prison. But you have, you have let's say you live in um, Maryland. Maryland, it's legal. To, I think pot's decriminalized. And in uh, um, West Virginia, totally illegal. So you could have a CI, a confidential informant, say something like, hey, why don't you come hang out at my friend's place in West Virginia? Five minute drive. In fact, you might not even know you crossed the border because not like you, you might see a sign, but many people might not realize. And then someone there might be like, hey, man, you got some stuff. You got X, Y or Z over at your house, right? Go. Why don't you go? Why don't you grab some and bring it over? And then you can be like, oh, OK, yeah, sure, I guess. You could be thinking to yourself, like, I'm not doing that, but I don't want to get into it with these guys. And the next thing you know, you walk outside and a cop comes and cuffs you and says you're under arrest for conspiracy to traffic drugs. That's crazy. Now, I think they go a little bit harder than that. You know, it's like the it's, it's a larger amount. I don't think they're going to go after a dude because he had like, you know, a small amount of something or other. But that's a scary thought. That means that you got to watch everything you say all the time, because if they're looking for reasons to arrest you, Gavin McInnes may have said something in an entertainment capacity, not realizing that uh, what he's saying crossed the line. He may have thought that he was, tell- he was telling a joke. I've heard a lot of people talk about how they're telling jokes. It's just a silly joke. And then I'm like, bro, there's no joke context. It doesn't matter. One of the gags that, um, you know, I-, I wrote with my friends a long time ago, who were talking about making YouTube videos and stuff, was three dudes uh, are in a house and there's like the NSA outside. And they're listening, listening in on the conversation inside. And three guys inside are talking. All right, here's what we're going to do. And then they say a bunch of crazy things like we're going to take the item. We're going to go to the bridge. And then next thing we do, and they're talking about very serious, dangerous things. You know what I mean? So these, these guys in the van go, we got them. And then they kick the door in, guns drawn. And there's three obese men covered in Doritos playing Grand Theft Auto. Because you could be playing Grand Theft Auto and talk about doing things that sound horrifying. We hear it a lot from these leftists. They'll, they'll, they'll actually call for serious crimes to be committed and then say, in a video game, in a video game, as if like that matters. That's the scary reality. Are Republicans being hunted? I don't know. I really don't know. From the Daily Mail, I don't respect these MAGA Republicans. Biden tells crowd Trump and extreme GOP are destroying America and don't care about inflation before heckler is carried off by security for telling the president you stole the election. <laughs> That certainly didn't help anybody, dude, yelling that at Joe Biden. Right now, we're looking at a midterm victory, and this is why that kind of stuff doesn't doesn't help. A legitimate, free and fair midterm win. We're looking at it. We don't know for sure. I think there's big problems. So many Republicans are like, we're going to win for sure, red wave. And if we don't, then it wasn't fair. And it's just like, dude, come on. You just got to you got to understand the game. Legal challenges legislative changes, 
executive branch changes. You got to track this stuff. You got to know how they're doing the ballot box, drop box things. You got to know what the game is. How are the rules being played this time around? Because they were a lot of the, a lot of voting regulations were changed in 2020 due to COVID. And that greatly helped Democrats. Right now, this is what you need to be looking at. Well, I don't know what happened to Gavin, but everyone they're going after, it's because they're desperate. It's because they know. They know that Republicans might actually win. And if they do, we ain't talking about your, your, your granny's Republican Party, the establishment players. We're talking about a lot of America first populist Trump types. And even if they can't, even if they can, they can put it all, they can stop, stop the, the, the wave now, they ain't stopping it in 2024, or 2026. It's going to keep escalating. The fourth turning is here, my friends. It is predicted by, that by 2026, according to the Strassau generational theory, we should be in some kind of major conflict. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe it's wrong. But yo, what we are seeing should worry you. Whatever this video is, if it, I, I, I don't think it's fair to assume it's a prank. I say it's a possibility because, you know, don't know. That's a scary thing. Donald Trump's home was raided by the FBI. You think they wouldn't arrest Gavin McGinnis? He created the Proud Boys. I mean, it was a gag when he made it and it kind of went, went off the rails for sure. And then he left. But why wouldn't they? It's worrying, man. You know, because I've, I've said it before. These are, the, these are the kind of times where, you know, throughout history, people would leave the country and find sanctuary somewhere else. Maybe come back later. It could be a revolutionary period. Or it could be an area of uh, conflict and crisis. And then we come out different in 2028. The American Revolution, 1776. It was a revolutionary period. It took 20 years. And then the Declaration of Independence, 1776. And then the war actually went on for a few more years after that. Around 80 years later, Civil War. Around 80 years later, World Wars One and Two. We are now around 80 years later. Strassau generational theory, the fourth turning of the past 80 years, is upon us. Seeing stories like this, I say, man, I hope those guys were wrong. But I don't see how it could be. Donald Trump had his home ref. It's never happened before. And they seized a bunch of documents claiming he stole classified documents. Trump has the power to declassify whatever he wants. He's a president. But I see these leftists saying he was stealing classified documents. They don't care. They don't care about what's true. It's, it's, it's why they tweet things that aren't true about people like me or you. And you're like, hey, that's not true. They don't care if you tell them. They don't care if you come out and say that's not the case. They don't care. They hate you. That's the scary reality. But I want to make sure I stress this, my friends. The propaganda and the authoritarianism would not be necessary if they were winning. The establishment machine is losing and they know it and they're panicking. And so they're trying to destroy people who, in many instances, have done nothing wrong. Albeit, a lot of people have crossed the line. No, no doubt. But on the left, the people who crossed the line got away with it. Hunter Biden's laptop, no investigation. Ashley Biden's diary, the, what's inside it should warrant a serious investigation. Nothing. Donald Trump's home, raided. Project Veritas, raided. The FBI said, we don't, we don't want to sway an election. So right before the midterms, they do this. I don't know if they went after Gavin McGinnis, but this is just, it's too much, man. I'll leave it there. I think things are going to improve. I'm optimistic because there's, it's, it's, a, it's an establishment death rattle. As they lose, they, you know, so I think November is going to be good. 
We'll see, man. We have to hold on to that hope. But there's been a lot of good reasons to believe in it, right? Carrie Lake won. I mentioned Joe Kent. Hageman, you know, Cheney loses. I think I think there's good news coming. So I'll leave it there. I'm going to shout it out again. TimCastRecords.com. In the link in the description below for the song on Apple Music. It's 69 cents. A humble 69 cents. Buy it. Tell your friends to buy it. I really do hope you enjoy the song. Um, I know not everybody likes different kinds of music, you know, so it is what it is. But uh, I'm really hoping that we can have a cultural impact and start taking these spaces away from the woke cult. They make these awful shows. They make the, this get woke, go, go broke garbage. The key to success right now is as they destroy their own their own institutions, we have to move in swiftly and, and, and powerfully. That's why I put out this song. That's why we did Pop Culture Crisis. That's why we're doing Tales from the Inverted World. That's why we're doing Cast Castle. We need to create entertainment, cultural content to win the culture war. TimCastRecords.com. Thanks for hanging out. And I'll see you all at 4 p.m. over at YouTube.com slash TimCast. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.